Welcome to That Happens. It's not the podcast you signed up for, but hey, we're still here and, you know, we're making it. Um, and that's going to keep going until I get tired of it. I don't know. You know, why are we doing this, Kevin? Well, I know uh, why you're doing this. You're here anyway. Uh, true, true. No, we're, we're, we're doing this for the fans. Yeah, the fans, they're really loving it. We, we, we hear your comments. We know this is what you like. This is the version of the show you appreciate. But it's not, it's not time to uh, get self-hating. That's every other you know hour of my life. Um, but today, we actually got a really exciting show. Um, I reached out to these guests, and they graciously uh, said yes. So uh, I don't know. You, you know them from their their very funny videos on TikTok, which are uh like clipped up versions of their live show on youtube you know them from their live show on youtube and you know them from their videos also on youtube um or maybe you know you've seen their pilot skeleton landlord on adult swims internet i don't i i should <laughs> i should have researched it. i don't know if it actually made it to air but uh because they do this you know development kind of situation but sorry 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 uh ruining a what was otherwise going to be a perfect intro uh but the skeleton realm is here uh that's sam wagstaff and doug bleichner right that's is that yeah, how you pronounce it you got it congrats thanks that's for having it. us yeah no problem um so you want to just talk about skeleton realm live a little bit like just kind of get people acquainted with what's what's going on like what what's the show yeah sure so skeleton realm live is a live stream that occurs every wednesday at 8 p.m on our youtube which is skeleton realm live um sam and i have been making videos now for almost 10 years we met about 10 years ago and uh we started making some sort of sketch comedy you know what you might consider traditional sketch comedy style stuff and uh, over the years, we've always kind of dreamed of doing a talk show. So we finally made it happen this year. And uh, that's what Skeletal Realm Live is. It's an hour long and we just kind of run through various topics. We sit here on set and we just have a whole bunch of fun. Sam, what, how would you describe the show? Uh, exactly how you described it. Wow, well, that's easy. We don't have to listen to you <laughs> describe it. That's fun. So that's basically what it is awesome yeah yeah so um i i first saw your show on uh via tiktok clips i'm you know like a lot of people i'm addicted to tiktok and i just saw a couple clips of your show and i i don't know I, they were really really eye-catching immediately uh you know since they're from your live show they uh you know they have a bit more polish than your average you know tiktok video it's not just mm. like someone in the room it's not like a dance or anything you know it's like oh this is like this is from something you know and and then your your comedic style and stuff i think really just leapt out like immediately and i was like holy shit this is really um you know <laughs> really funny uh you know random can sometimes be used as like a negative but i think it's like really random and absurdist in a in a cool way i think it's a it's just a really interesting uh comedic voice i don't know um do you guys have like comedy influences or anything um yeah i mean like the obvious one probably tim and eric uh which a lot of people sort of compare us to which i take as a compliment we love tim and eric um we like a lot of the british stuff i like a lot of the british stuff the look around you is probably one that we both oh like. yeah uh, brass eye was one that was made uh and they also made another one the people who did brass eye did one called uh what was it the new the world today or something like that um some of that old british stuff i like um 
I don't know, BBC, British, you know, Monty Python, the classic Sam. What do you think? Yeah, Brass, brass Eye, definitely, because we, yeah. we like, um, well, along with Tim and Eric as well, just, you know, the kind of uh, thinking about television and media and um, in, a, in a dreamy kind of way and following it down a uh, certain path. And we love Brass Eye. We like the current event style, too. We use a lot of over-the-shoulder graphics. So if you were to be a part of our Discord, you could play with the OTS bot that now has over 300 over the shoulder graphics that will be randomly posted if you summon it. Um, it, it yeah. Doug 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 cooks up all these OTS graphics that they're just they're just thrilling. I think I actually have a oh yeah here yeah because I oh, didn't I didn't deprogram the from last <laughs> week so you can kind of see uh, here's a few so that one yeah, man's trash yeah. this is when we were going over trash uh that we found from dumpster diving and uh here's a bow wow from a ball of wadded waste oh wow a bow wow so you can see that kind of thing i think the inf the influence from brass eye there i think that if i had to pick something that both of us it resonates with us comedically the most is probably brass eye uh it's an old if you're not familiar with it it's an old i'm not early, it's an early 2000s british um comedy show it's kind of like a it's it's a fake news show where they put out a series of news specials and so I think a lot of what we try to do is kind of what, what this show kind of is, is a news show. Really, we're giving you the news, uh, you know, broken down into segments and it's graphically based around these 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 graphics. And I think I don't know. I've, I've never heard anybody compare us to that. Mostly we get Tim and Eric, which we love. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to be one of the things is difficult uh, is I think it's kind of hard to do this type of sort of absurdist comedy without being immediately compared to tim and eric so it kind of gets annoying the comparison which i shouldn't say because that's hater fuel the haters are going to now comment that <laughs> 10 times more but uh i take it as a compliment i mean we love that stuff but there's a lot there's other stuff too so I, you know i don't know yeah kevin do you are you familiar with brass eye yes yes what what what, what do you like about it kevin uh just kind of the absurdity the sure. you know craziness yeah i i feel bad i wish i had i had seen it um obviously yeah i would definitely identify um you know some tim and eric vibes off your show but i got the sense that if i were you i would be like yeah i mean come on like all all ever honestly all humor and all internet humor all modern humor has been heavily impacted by tim and eric you know it's like right. postmodern absurdist and it's like uh yeah but i think one of the things that you guys do really well is it feels it doesn't feel derivative and it's like it's a really hard needle to thread you know like uh, i think they do a really good job i think a, a big part of what made tim and eric work so well is uh their editing which was done mm -hmm. done by you know like dj doug pound i don't even know if that was necessarily their initial vision but i think that really elevated a lot of the material um but like you guys don't have that editing but like the the sensibility of like what kind of specifics and like timing and also like sometimes you throw to like super absurd things or um what do you call it you know like escalations especially in some of like your youtube videos i don't know i just i think it's really like it's really on the mark in a way that it's so easy for that kind of humor especially the stuff that is more derivative to uh like just go like this is so random like this is crazy and wacky for the sake of being crazy and wacky and i don't think i think with your stuff like that that's what really stuck out to me on the TikTok videos uh that really like got me into it it was like this is so this is so great like i remember um one of the earliest things i saw was like chrome head 
um which Cromer. who Cromer, yeah, Cromer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah who is who is who's playing Cromer who's who's voicing that that's uh wait I guess we won't give away his specific identity but um he uh we will, but it was I, one of you guys not not yeah no, that was that was one of the few times have, I gotcha we have a series of, uh, of of young men who I will call skeletal realm contributors and this is one of those <laughs> we call them uh -huh. Don we'll leave it at that we call him Don yeah and yeah uh, yeah the, he has a respectable job, and he would, does not want to ha be associated with our content. Yeah, he will be fired immediately. Yeah, the thing is, is that he has a lot of factory experience. So when we wrote up Cromer, we said, "Speak from your heart. Speak from your factory heart, and talk about everything you know and love about working at a factory." And uh, that's what gave Cromer the edge. That Cromer, the realism of his uh, his hard work coming through and shining like bright chrome. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's the kind of thing it's like it's that level of commitment and like kind of specificity that I think really works. Also, I was watching I was watching some of your videos as, as research and some, some of your early earlier stuff like I don't know, I kind of hopped around but like you had the the video of the orbsman, the history of the orbsman. Oh, yeah. And that had had that same kind of thing like you can imagine a version of that. That's like um you know, less thought out or something that's less serious about it. And I think it's, it's, I don't know. It's not like that. It's not, uh, it's not like half baked. And I think like that level of uh, commitment and stuff, it, it really, I don't know. It just makes it, it makes it good where a lot of other stuff falls flat. I don't know. I don't know what else to say, but so how, how did you guys meet? Like you guys have been doing videos this whole time on the channel. Like were you, you're kind of the main engines of the skeleton rim channel for our, the entire like YouTube back catalog. Yeah, so it's 100% just me and Sam. Uh, it's always just been the two of us, basically. Uh, we met uh, about 10 years ago. We played music together in a band uh, called TV Dinner, which was uh, the live iteration of our friend Stevie Dinner. Uh, he put together a live band, and uh, we've Sam, is, Sam grew up with, with him. His name's Josh. His, his actual name is Josh. Uh, but that's how we met. We played in that band together, and then we became roommates and we actually, actually, we started Skeleton Realm as a record label originally. So uh, we just put out local Atlanta bands. We helped them really facilitate getting CDs made and stuff like that. And we made some music videos. And then we started making some like very short form promotional content for them. And we realized that like really we rather just make video content because it was like a lot more fun than doing any sort of music business work. Uh, so we just kind of leaned into that. And so the Skeleton Realm YouTube channel just became a landing place for basically Sam and I's friendship. Uh, like the funny ideas we had just started landing there. And it's that was a long time ago. And and we kind of we, we didn't throw a lot of effort into it until probably the last year or so uh, when we started making like that video. You mentioned the Orbsman. Uh, and that's when now we've started to kind of cultivate a fan base because I think we've put a lot more energy into it. Um, but that's how we met. Yeah, we so we lived together for a while. And what's, yeah. what's your version, Sam? Yeah, we we played and uh, played a lot of music, all that. But we we also the the Adult Swim deal was in between those things. So we mm. we had the uh, development deal, which we can talk about. But after that, that didn't end well because of a lot of things, big things that outside forces of nature and so on. But um, after that, uh, we kind of rallied. Doug yeah. and I, and we said, well, let's start making 20, 30 minute, 40, as long as we possibly can fake history documentaries um, from uh, yeah. Doug's specialty of like the kind of Anglo uh, English type, the Orbsman centric thing. I, I spearheaded the uh, 
Larry video about the kind of 1960s stuff. And um, we started making those. No one was watching them yeah, still. Nothing much changed. Yeah. Uh, they were being completely ignored. <laughs> and um, and then we uh, just on a we completely pivoted and started doing a live stream. And uh, that's and then now we're here right now. Yeah, I mean, I really think that the live stream is a cool uh, venue for your guys' comedic voice because I think the same kind of sensibility comes through as it does in like some of your early videos and stuff. But I'd imagine that those take a lot more prep. Like they seem to have a lot of post production and stuff. And it's and I think it's really great that you can like you know you could just come up. I don't know exactly your process, but you know you can sketch out a few ideas and then talk them out on the show. And I think you get you know a lot of what's funny and good about the ideas without having to go through all that like effort and stuff which lets you just kind of focus on you know the humor and kind of like making things bigger and you know kind of like your your comedic personas and yeah and just like i don't know i and then the you know the setup that you guys have with your graphics and and your your post-production and stuff i think that i don't know like i think it, it all it seems like I don't know. I think about back end a lot of stuff, but like, like how much effort is this going to be? And it seems like a really clean way to kind of like deliver your ideas. I think that's another thing that's so cool about it. And I mean, I've, we're kind of, you know, implying it, but you guys got to check out Skeleton Realm for sure. Like you guys uh, check out their YouTube and their videos and their live show. It's just really funny. Check out their TikTok if you want to, you know, get a brief taste of what it's going on. I think, I don't know. Anyone that likes our kind of humor is probably going to you know but our kind of humor is like bad like we don't do good jokes but um but so yeah do you want to talk about like the development project like so i i watched the you know they have this pitch meeting kind of format on like a youtube stream or a similar stream that they would do right and it seems like you guys already made the whole show before that point right so what like what got you into making that idea like uh before even the adult swim and then we can kind of move into the the adult swim at all if, if that's cool yeah yeah so the idea started probably in like 2015 or 14 um we made this video called dump daddies on our youtube which was a uh, a fake reality show about guys who just take trash to the dump they clear out you know old houses the trash there and it's like a fake like tlc reality show and we had a guy shoot it for us who is a like a professional in town he did it for free he's a really nice guy um, who he also shot the pilot too, but in that, in that video we made like, you know, in those shows, they'll have the lower third on the screen pops up for like another show, you know, mm -hmm. uh, as we were editing dump daddies, we, we made a lower third and we were just sitting in Sam's bedroom and we we're like, what would be a funny show? And we, I just, I just popped in my head. Just, oh, skeleton landlord. So it became <laughs> like this inside joke for a skeleton landlord was just this funny show about a skeleton that owns an apartment complex. And that was it. Like there was nothing else to it. So then we kept, we, that, that idea like wouldn't get out of our heads over years. So we finally just said, screw it. We're going to, we're going to tape up a green sheet in Sam's apartment and just make a, make a, like a homemade pilot for this uh, show where we're going to, you know, take basically like Sims one buildings and like put people inside them and make it this weird show. Yeah. Th that was yeah. before we had any plans of selling it. And so, right, uh, yeah. and we had, we actually ended up scrapping all of it and restarting, um, only because of audio, we we recorded the audio very poorly. We had our friend Brandon English kind of be the tenant of the episode. Each episode was going to revolve around a tenant with a skeleton landlord kind of causing these problems and, and so on. But uh, we, yeah, we had him stand on a little stool in a, a like a two foot wide green screen behind him, uh, did a terrible key. And we used The Sims uh, 2 
as uh, to generate all the backgrounds, which um, and and also in the backgrounds was burned in. Uh, act, please activate Windows 10 <laughs> watermark was burned in, and so for many reasons we uh, we scrapped that and started from scratch. Then we got a actual 3D software and started actually making the environment. Yeah, and got our buddies down to play. the guy who the guy who helped us make Dump Daddies. He's a good friend of ours in town, John Manfredi. Um, he's worked on a lot of cool stuff. Um, probably that you maybe even have seen. Uh, but he has, they, they work out of this giant building in Atlanta called Encyclopedia, and there's a giant soundstage there. And so he basically allowed us to have that. We were also, we were also working in the building too, because I was doing some like freelance writing work for a business in there and Sam was doing editing work. So we were just kind of around this big community of people who where the resources were essentially free for us to take advantage of, you know? So we went to the studio, we basically just paid for catering and some of the hair and makeup and we shot the whole thing in two days and a big, uh, you know, soundstage. And then we spent the next almost year mm-hmm. editing it, getting all the 3D graphics done. And and during this entire process, it was never a thought in our head that we would ever try to sell this to anyone. It was literally just for YouTube. Uh, it was a video that we just thought would be funny on our YouTube. When it landed on YouTube, it got some notoriety It just through the algorithm because it, people enjoyed it. And, it. and it happened to be about 15 minutes. So I went, well... That's the that's the length of an adult swim show. Maybe somebody at Adult Swim might want to buy this or do something with it. And so I started looking around who like how to get emails and how to go in through the traditional route. And I found the development meeting uh, Adult Swim pitch show, which was a live stream. Uh, adult Swim used to do all these awesome live streams. It was basically like 24 hour live streaming. And it was incredible. They don't do it anymore. Um but I, we just called in and we sent them a clip and they just immediately liked it and then they ended up buying it. And it did it did make it to air. They it's And you can still watch it on uh, HBO Max now. Uh, oh, nice. They, and they did give us a development deal. Uh, they, got, they got us to pay it or to write another. They paid us to write another script. And then they sort of workshopped it with us for a while. And then ultimately the deal fell through uh, and they didn't make it into a series. Uh, but that was the whole process from beginning to end with that. And when did that happen? That was uh, twenty twenty, right? Okay, so pretty recently. At least. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like the beginning of twenty twenty. Is I think when we didn't get the when we got the definitive no was the beginning of twenty twenty. I think it seems that way. It yeah, we it was we were into quarantine and uh, maybe it was the end. Maybe it was the beginning of twenty twenty one. But it was actually a, no. that process. Yeah, the no was because the no came after long, like another year after yeah, was, the first. It, so it was too. early twenty twenty one. So it hasn't been that long. It's been about a year and a half since we that fell through. So that was the past year and a half has been us kind of being like, well, we didn't get the show. How, what do we make now? What do we do now? And and we could we kind of thought like, well, let's go back and make another pilot. But then we're like, no, let's just actually just turn the cameras on and just start. Getting, getting the comedy out, just spraying it out. Getting know? excited. <laughs> getting excited. As we say. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I mean, that the timing of it makes me think, like, there was a time, and yeah, it was probably around 2021, where, um, you know, like, the Cartoon Network's, uh, what do you call it? Their development was completely changing around, and mm-hmm. I think that was had something to do with like the flux in HBO Max, and obviously we know how that kind of turned out is that they kind of killed a lot of programming and stuff, and well, took a lot of stuff down. And yeah, so, all their live streams as well. So they uh, yeah. they went around the time they told us no. That was like what a month or two before we heard the no. All of their live streams were killed simultaneously, yeah. and so we just were like. 
okay, this can't be good, but why wouldn't they just email us a quick note? So <laughs> maybe maybe it's not going to be bad. And um, but it was. And I mean, all the mergers, you know, they all these companies were getting rolled up in a big like Play-Doh ball, and many people were. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, like yeah. it sounded like from what we heard from them and the people that we were talking to there is that they really did want to make the show. It just kind of like a lot changed with the corporate structure right. and and the funding and uh, we got new streaming and there's a new company. Da, da, da. It was a lot that I didn't understand. And and I don't know. It was kind of a bummer. It, it was kind of a bummer more so. It's almost like it would have been less of a bummer if they just didn't like it because it was like, oh, man, yes. we could we could have had a show. But there's like this massive corporate thing going on that we don't understand so it was it was it was a shame yeah that makes a lot of sense i know i I totally know what you mean um like i don't know it's it's a weird you know like i've been very ancillary in this business you know i've mostly just been an assistant seeing things from the pseudo inside you're not like inside to the point where you understand what corporate is doing but you have like enough conversations to kind of understand how the tides shift and stuff and it's just like it's it's a real bummer like you were saying it's like it would be better if they didn't like it because it's like it's weird to put all your hopes and ideas you know like i i did a show called harming quest and um it was on a show it was on a, a streaming service called CISO and CISO was like this weird IFC kind of streaming knockoff that was put together by what was it I think it was AT&T was the parent company I don't know and it was like well the show's good but then it's all we uh, like everyone was like but what if CISO dies like what if it's just one of these half-baked fucking you know streaming platforms that no one gives a shit about and never goes anywhere and then they cut it out and then it's again it's like ATT so you know there are this massive country company that can make money so many different ways and it's like maybe they just figured out we could charge like 10 cents more for like text messages or something when they're out of network and then suddenly that's more money than CISO could ever <laughs> yeah. make in its entire life you know right. and and it's it, at that point it becomes kind of like i don't know i always think of like greek gods and stuff where it's like you know there's <laughs> politics that are happening in olympus and who even knows what it could be like zeus stepped on someone's cat and it's like now yeah. all of a sudden it's like this show goes and this show doesn't go and stuff i don't know i well, shouldn't they, talk too much yeah go ahead i think it, i think it's especially sad if it's happening at a place like adult swim to me because adult swim to me was always and it maybe it maybe it'll continue to be this way. I don't know, but it's it's a place where like our type of comedy can live, and it's a place where our type of comedy can get funded by large, deep pockets of money. You know, um, <laughs> so I don't know. It's a sad. It's sad to see if like corp if it is the case that corporate structure changing has eliminated the ability for like you know people like us to to make funny shows. That's that's especially sad. Come on, but 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 I will say that whole process. I think um was a blessing in disguise because it's allowed us to understand something which is that if we just turn the cameras on and we do this thing ourselves it's it's doable and people people like it you know we're we have a small fan base now but it's growing and i think it's it's kind of empowering to be in charge of your own content i mean gosh i like i love adult swim i love what they do but you still have to you know uh get things past the executives there if you want to make a show with this if we have the stupidest idea ever it it gets it gets said so we can we can do any idea we want we're, we're the boss so it's fun to be the boss you know yeah and that's one of the cool things about youtube in general is like all this yeah. kind of new media it's, it's so direct you have such a direct access to your audience and stuff and it, the experimentation and development process becomes so different than like oh we have to 
pass this to someone and then someone else's boss and then they're like i don't think cats are in style in 2022 you know <laughs> and it's just like you don't even it's all it's all abstracted and you know you're so removed from just like well what if we just try because it's like you know at that scale i guess it's just you can't just try it's going to cost right. millions of dollars or whatever the hell but it's like you know for the creatives it's a lot better to have this like quick light you know process and stuff i don't know i think yeah i think also like just getting the bits out is important too like and that's what's great about doing something weekly you know we try to aim for like 10 segments on the show a week and i'm thinking about like you know if you have a show and you make what eight episodes and they're all quarter hours i mean how much content really is that and it takes you a full year to do that and it costs you a million dollars we're doing 10 bits a week we just getting them out i think that sharpens your writing skills too mm -hmm. um, just to get it out every week it doesn't matter if the idea isn't perfect it doesn't matter if it, if it hasn't gone through five layers of approval get the content out if you want to write write and get it out and having a show locks you up for a full year and it's kind of it's not conducive to more content and it's not conducive to fine-tuning your writing ability i don't think either yeah 100 percent. it's 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 about reps you know and you right, just don't yeah. get as many reps getting buff um, getting jacked there you really is you know uh but so what what exactly is like your process like or what was your process let's start with like your videos and stuff like how did you come up with ideas did you bounce them off each other are you, are you writing are you improvising back then you know with the you got by gotta assume that orbsman was you know written right but how how, how does yeah, that work it's a uh, we we've been doing this together for so long that there's a pretty seamless gradient uh back and forth between us um and it just there is always a start of each one one of us starts one and then the other might like oftentimes i'll start one and i'm very excited about a concept and when i turn back around doug already <clears throat> wrote it into multiple pages like carried it all the way <laughs> to the end and we go okay fantastic and um it and sometimes the opposite happens uh, we also do a zine every month uh, on a pdf and that's where we can squirt out a lot of uh, textual stuff that might not make great uh audio video but <clears throat> for like the uh the Memor tv keynote thing um that was the thing where i don't know a lot of the fun times is where uh, like for example that one i bring that one up because it's like the nintendo direct type uh almost a parody of the nintendo direct where um the guys are standing in front of uh, a blank background addressing the camera like really in into it and he's, he's he's in a void a nintendo void and he's just like going on and on and so we we got it i was excited about that and doug wasn't very familiar with the reference at all but then he wrote a bunch of it without being familiar with the reference and it became this this terrible nightmare that is uh <laughs> i love it so much it took us a, a, a little bit to do we got a guy a fiverr who is like an italian yeah, guy yeah. maybe but he doesn't i don't know his accent <laughs> is crazy i think i think to your question like the process has changed over the years i mean i think originally it was like any other sort of classic style a couple of guys in the apartment making gags you know we would just sit around we we're bored and uh we would just make sketch comedy now it's more so writing uh long google docs it's all just occurs on google docs and uh like what Sam's saying, I think a dynamic that we've encountered a lot is one of us comes up with like a sentence or two and the other one just runs with it. So it's almost like we finish each other's bits. We finish each other's words, words sandwiches. Bits. That's right. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's something like that. It's a lot of remote collaboration. We actually don't see each other ever except for the show. <laughs> yeah, we see each uh, other once a week. So but we, we just 
chatting a lot. No. We chat, mm-hmm. we chat, we text a lot. But uh, yeah, the Google Docs just start to write themselves. Like the the Orbsman, the Orbsman was mostly me because I studied history and it's kind of just a knockoff. Like it's it's a satire on like these YouTube history guys, which I love a lot of that stuff. It's great. Um, and then like Sam did the uh, the assassination of Larry video. That was mostly him. So for those, those were kind of more, you know, we each went away and wrote one and then came to the other one with it and kind of polished it. Uh, yeah, with Orbsman, that was exclusively your writing. And at the, uh, I think I might have been busy that day. I don't yeah, know. But uh, I came in and, and got to do some drawings of like the guys holding some of the orbs and others yeah. was from archive.org. But we love archive.org. And so we find, you know, just a big um, unseen internet archive. I mean, uh, archive.org. And um, we, we find, you know, folders that are just raw dumps of photos from the 70s or 60s portraits from specific institutions. And we also like generating uh, assets through AI as well. But um, a little a mix of both is the, the key, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the, you know, like, obviously, you're aping that kind of, you know, informative uh, history style. And I think that the video, the, you know, the images that you chose, like really sell it. And they also kind of like, I don't know, if you weren't paying close attention, you might be all like, yeah, this is just one of those videos. And I didn't yeah. know anything about these orbs, you know, that was really the goal with that. So I'm, th- I'm glad to hear that. Cause that was, I, I think like a lot of what we do, I mean, it's satire, you know, but we're trying to make it so good that it's uh, confusing. And I think that sometimes that's been kind of a downfall for us. Cause it, it doesn't get, the algorithm's not very fair to it because it starts to think that it's actually a real history video. And then the people who watch it click on it thinking it's a real history video and then they get mad. So they downvote it and they don't really have the sense of humor. So it's like, I think sometimes when you make content like that, you get kind of screwed over by the algorithm because it doesn't get put in front of the right people. It actually gets put in front of history buffs who aren't, (laughs) they don't like absurdist humor. They like knock knock jokes. They don't like this kind of stuff. Historians love knock knock jokes. Um, is that is there is there anything that you've had to adjust, or is that something you think about now? Is, is stuff like that? Obviously, TikTok is also like really algorithm heavy, and 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 like YouTube. Like I feel like the people that do the best on YouTube like really have some kind of understanding of being able to like surf the algorithm and like make it work for them. I tried to like st- when we first started doing this show. I really. I didn't know anything about these algorithms. So I just took a while to like really try to figure out how they work. And mainly what I've found is that like um, doing the long form content and then doing the 60 second clips is pretty much all that I can do. I, we're not going to alter the content, but it's like the, sure, the yeah. length of it and, ha- and how it gets put in front of people that we do that, that we will, you know, screw around with. So I found that doing the live show, uh once a week and then every day doing a 60 second clip on all these like scroll up apps is what's worked for us but and Mm -hmm. the uh the history videos we started doing out of like that was like a doug mandate of like let's make really big chunks of uh let's make very long videos for the youtube algorithm because it didn't work it didn't work at all but um it we made a three-part series because the other actually four part because besides the orb history of the orbsman the assassination of Larry. There's also um, uh, F Ford 150s built the pyramids, yeah. uh, and then there's also um, <laughs> the the history of the future, where uh, we find a cube, or we talk about how they found a cube in the late 80s that told them about the future. Yeah. Um, and we love Fiverr too. Speaking of uh, some of our favorite things to source stuff from, we like we have a favorite voice actor from 
fiber a british guy who looks just like uh patrick stewart and uh he voiced in the orbsman then he, we had him voice all the other ones too because oh, yeah, we loved great. it so paul much cassell. Paul, cassell. paul cassell yeah absolutely great, he great he guy. would write us back and he would be reading um the for example in the ford f-150s built the ancient pyramids video um doug wrote a lot of these journal entries from i think a french soldier from yeah. like napoleon's army or something mm-hmm. and yeah. um, he was writing journals about his bowel movements yeah just long <laughs> long descriptions of his own bowel movements we got um uh we actually got a french guy to read that yeah. on on yeah. fiverr but then paul cassell would kind of bookend them and um he just added that class that british yeah, that awesome. british uh veal class yeah for sure i think definitely in the orbsman i think it, it really punches through it's because it's like okay i've seen a couple of these guys videos and now there's like the most professional sounding british guy reading these <laughs> yeah, quotes yeah. that sound real it's like I, I what even how did they pull this together so yeah that makes a lot of sense um so i uh, like in terms of your live show i really like the tech of it all like you've talked about some of the o- over the shoulder stuff but like how do you do that how did you learn that stuff uh, is that you know like i, I don't know like what do, what do you use like is it obs so, or yeah we use obs so sam is the tech the tech guy you know he mm-hmm. I, I i know enough you know i probably know more than the average person about this this equipment but sam is really the tech guy and sam is a professional editor that's what he does for a living so oh nice a lot of the editing and stuff i am a student of sam in adobe premiere everything that i've learned i do i the, the cut downs are probably half and half now but oh, the yeah. ones that really pop when you see that cut down and it's got that those that flare that's a sam wagstaff cut down so props to sam but sam that would be a question for you because he's the tech guy yeah um well one i guess one explanation of that is yeah i I am professional editor now i don't do any tv or uh movies right now uh or anything like that mostly just commercial stuff you know Mm -hmm. um but we were doing a bit recently actually have the from last week's show we did a bit recently where we're talking about forum sigs and so we're talking about like the classic to the early (laughs) thousands forum sigs here and we each made one so that was a, a a bit we did and when we were doing that um I went back into speaking of internet archive, I love shouting them out apparently, but the way back machine, I was trying to find my actual old SIGs. Oh, nice. And what I f- discovered was I'd been on forums a very long time since yeah. I was a little boy and I was, I was uh, working Photoshop. My dad encouraged that too uh, when I was a kid. But anyways, it's, it's uh, self-taught stuff is what I'm saying. I didn't go to no, uh, what about no the video school. I think you're so, interested in our actual gear. Yeah. What's, Anyways, but that's all to say is that OBS, now. you got to love OBS. It's just such an amazing open source software. And so we, we have things that we can do, we, such as we have, such as this. We're we bouncing around. good camera. The, my camera is the good one. And then we have like, what? What are those? Oh, we have, we have the cheapest uh, piece of crap cameras you can possibly yeah, find it's, it's pretty much junk it's just that it's <laughs> yeah. strung together there's like extension cords and all sorts so of stuff. this camera is a panasonic uh it's actually pretty good it's a couple hundred bucks probably uh doug's camera is an actual black magic that's our one real camera as we call it and uh this one though this this one uh this camera is a sony that you can't even it has to be oh there's no off button it has to be open uh in order to plug in the hdmi and then it ha- its power cord is a usb oh, yeah. cable that's dangling from it permanently dangling this usb is from it. it's a very strange camera and then for the wide we use a logitech uh just one of those classic logitech um you know webcams that's that's a long uh wide oval thing but this one really angers me because there's no no uh thread on the bottom there's no thread for a tripod mount so that that really disturbs me but it is it's pretty good 
So is there a clamp a, sort of thing? Like you know yeah. how sometimes those Logitechs have like the clamp. Yeah, it's like a clamp. Yeah, it's got the thing. Yeah. So it's it's delicately. But if if someone sneezed hard enough, it would probably <laughs> rattle and so on. And um, we have a fan over there to keep us we have cool. A nice fan. But um, but yeah, it's just OBS. And then this loop deck. We got this for actually for my job. It's kind of broken. One of the buttons broken. So we got this loop deck, which I hate it. I can't stand this thing. The software. Well, the soft. I hate the software for it. So that drives mm-hmm. me nuts. And there's no real. I think this is a sh- shout out to all people developing streaming interfaces such as this, please do something affordable that's that has one of those handles, the crossfade handle. Yeah. And it's it's a little more affordable. This thing shouldn't cost $400. I think that's what they much, like I said, we, we got this thing for free because it, it was half broken, but please make something. And also this, the other one, the stream one, that's just a box that looks like a just a big grid. That's not enough. I don't want just buttons. Anyways, that's my complaints. I guess oh, you asked me you how we about do the stream it. Deck? I complaining. Yeah, the, the stream deck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think there's I don't think there's like incentive for companies to like do a good job making these. Like I think because <laughs> the markets they're built for or whatever, I think they're like, well, we could just sell it for a lot of money and then it doesn't work, and then what are they gonna do? Like, uh, they're going to complain like to our website and then we'll be like, oh, it sounds like it's not working. You should get the new one. And then they buy the new one and that just works just bad. You know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's, for example, in the, the, the loop deck software, we have Doug probably makes, uh, geez, 20 over the shoulder graphics every week, sometimes more. Uh, and to put them in the loop deck, I have to click and delete every single one of the last weeks one by one, because you can't just, sh- you can't select multiple assets in this <laughs> this godforsaken software. It's absolutely terrible. It makes me so angry. But if you want to, I guess yeah, that's how we that's how we do it. That's our trick. That's awesome. I'm just impressed. I don't know. Like I, I guess like I I didn't know that OBS. I guess there's a lot of plugins and stuff, but I didn't know it could do a lot of the stuff you're doing. You know, like the some of the transitions of the over the shoulder graphics and stuff. Like oh, you, those you are all just, built in. <laughs> Yeah, these are, they these just are actually, slide yeah. off the screen. Like yeah, I've never like, even yeah. seen that. I think they I remember really we, look great. We found this called a uh, swipe. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it's called swipe, and we found it inside the settings, uh, probably yeah. episode five or six. And I didn't tell Doug. I was keeping it. From yeah, Doug. I, I got. <laughs> oh my gosh, dazzled by that tech. I will I never. I'll never forget the day that I split it. Right? No, that was off air. Find the what? The moment that I. No, no, you. It was on air. Oh wow! You slid and you said, "What did that just do?" Wow! And I said, "I, I'm so excited." Yeah, I clipped that. Yeah, it was great. So, uh, but yeah, the only thing that we do, the only thing that's not stock in OBS is the uh, exciting DVD bounce style. <laughs> yeah, which I is was just sure. yeah. someone wrote up a Python script uh, or or two, and uh, mm-hmm. we just grabbed it. And I can't shout them out because I don't know what it's called but you know some github junk and um and we were thrilled about this this is a pretty recent uh thing but the problem is is that doug and i keep overlapping um yeah and and that's a that's and also, a algorithmic would, problem i would like it to be square so we could get that that perfect corner you know right. insertion maybe you know, it, like you what when, whenever you watch the dvd screen, screen it happens sometimes maybe yeah, yeah, have diamonds. you ever hit the corner 
I don't. I think somebody actually yeah, I saw commented on one of the streams and put the timestamp when I hit the corner. But I checked <laughs> it, and I, I don't know. You know, it's like these things are always up for debate. They Did said, it hit the corner? It's round. How can it hit the corner? He please? said almost because basically, if it it's going to do two bounces, if it actually hits the corner, it's going to not. It's going to do one bounce. But if but every I mean, other time I'm it's going to go, ba -bum, ba -bum, ba -bum. Be so fast, it could be like it could be like you know the naked eye couldn't catch that bounce. What if we're bouncing at a at Okay, uh, well let's find out. I'm sure there's a few. Python uh, scripters watching right now, and if you can uh, just give us a line of code to throw in this script that just if if one of our boxes does a real corner hit, it just starts maybe a strobe light uh, confetti. Maybe the stream, the maybe the stream just ends. If you yeah, ever get I think it should shut my entire power grid. And then down the show never here. happens again. That's the end of it. Yeah, yeah. I hope it's the. Uh, we don't know the odds of this happening. That's the problem. Is that we're going to this right at the blind. odds of Python. We could write in the odds being like insane. And if you want to happen, you want to we'll... rig this. You want to rig yeah, the okay, whole no, 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 the no, corner no, no. thing. Okay. That has to happen organically. Otherwise, <laughs> we're going to lose the trust of the viewers That's completely. True. I think that could make sense if you, I mean, it would take a lot of coding, I'd imagine, but if you, you like set it up for, so it's like, oh, we know which, you know, numbers, if we enter these variables, this one will at some point hit the corner. And then right. you just like have a random number generator. That's like, which one of these are we good? Which one of these paths are we going to go for? And, you know, like one that. out of 40 is like, but yeah, I don't know. You know, I could think of pseudocode, but who knows how doable it is. But, you know, like in the DVD, like the DVD menu, like the real one, people would always just go like, wait for it to hit the corner and i swear to god i don't think it does i, don't, no, I honestly yeah. don't think it ever like people are like oh i saw it once it's like no you didn't you just make that shit up or you didn't pay attention it like definitely hit both sides or like, they, I, I don't buy it they also likely is that you you tend to watch a dvd menu when you're uh about on loop uh, about one, uh, it goes to the screensaver and you're staring at it until one in the morning they're probably experiencing a really severe sleep paralysis when they see that kind of <laughs> yeah. thing happening they're probably seeing not just the the diamond hitting the corner, right. but a big yeah, seven foot tall dark figure standing behind a, their TV as well. Because you're not usually Bad getting man. up in the morning, having a cup of coffee, and going straight to that DVD screen. You're it's usually at two a.m. You know, I mean, hey, I don't know about you, I'm not waking up going, let me just watch the screen. I'm I'm, I'm caffeinated, I'm ready to go. It's so yeah, unreliable witness for sure, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, perhaps we can set it to be a uh, oops all berries style thing where we do oops only corners and we're just ping ponging between <laughs> oops, corners. <laughs> oops only corners. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could be really good. And I especially like, you know, I don't know, this is just me talking about things that delight me, but I especially like <laughs> the third, you know, you're kind of, you have the, like the QVC kind of turntable. Yeah. And I like that that camera is also bouncing around. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It's, Cause we also, this is the most cult kind of uh, impersonal uh, thing. We call it our, I don't guess we don't have a name for it's it. It's the Skelly Disc. It's our Skelly Disc, uh, our fan, spinner. Fan named that. Oh, right. Yeah. He called in and he called it the Skelly Disc. Okay. So it's called the Skelly Disc. That's <laughs> official. But this is one of our least personal um, items that is on it. Usually it's a pretty fun, uh, a fun thing that it, it, this is cold steel that rings. Uh, yeah, we need something better for this. We kind of threw that on there last yeah. minute. No, it's good. You had, I think, a piggy bank one time or some sort yeah. of pig. Oh, that was, <laughs> that yeah. was great. Yeah. I just the love seeing the pig, pig bouncing around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doug Doug pulled brought brought that in and he he pulled it out of his bag and he said, I go, get a load of this. I go to Goodwill before the show <laughs> and, and buy just items sometimes. That's where the pig came from. I just go to Goodwill and I go, all right, I'm gonna spend a dollar for the for the item today. Uh, some I wish we we need to get wireless headphones because oh yeah, so I wish we could go grab, grab the piggies right. Yeah. The piggy oh, is man. so close. But we so far. Oh well. Yeah. 
I got wireless headphones, but Kevin got them for me. He sent them for me to free. If I had to pay for them, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd be rocking these. Nice. Nice. So, so, but how did you, so Sam, you also did like the 3d, right? Like, so you, you would have done the stuff for skeleton uh, landlord, I guess, if you're not familiar with the show, um, it's very unique in the sense that, like they said, it was done in front of the green screen. And then the entire set is just like 3d graphics animated that it sounded like you originally did with the Sims, but you know, the, the version that I saw, I think it sounded like you, you yourself crafted all that stuff. And so it's like really unique. It's just a couple guys in like a 3D kind of apartment, you know, and uh, Skeleton Landlord, of course, is a CGI kind of creation. And and so it like it has a very interesting look that's maybe, I don't know, a little bit reminiscent of Xavier Renegade Angel because that oh. was also kind of like a 3D show. Yeah, yeah Xavier would have like we when I yeah, we, we absolutely love Xavier big time. But the uh, the the big <laughs> it, it, ironically, when we first determined we wanted to make a skeleton landlord series we were going to write just like five page scripts and do a series of those but we Mm -hmm. said how do we make this effective uh with time how can we really spit these out and not have a bunch of (laughs) sets and props well here we go we'll just manifest this the the sets and the props and characters in a computer and then that turns out that it, when we actually got to execution, it took us like a year. It's, it took it was so insane. long because it was it was only Sam. I did not offer any help on that. He sat next to me a lot. I sat next yeah. to him a lot and looked yeah. at him working, but it took forever because you know also you're doing it in your free time. Like it wasn't. Yeah. You know, it was after work, was nine after to five. After, and still, this stream is also after right. hours. You know, we our our Patreon is uh, very tiny and that kind of thing. So it's uh it's always uh, moonlighting this has always been but maybe sunday someday will be sunsetting or sunshining or something like that but the um yeah we used uh we used cinema 4d briefly we went into blender all those after sims 2 and we used a lot of uh mixamo um uh basically stock motion capture uh mm-hmm. and we would just kind of i don't know it's a lot like collage because you know a little bit we're i'm definitely an amateur when we, if we were about when we were about to get the deal i already knew we wanted to get yeah, patrick yeah we were going to hire it out like, yeah, we got a deal like obviously. patrick is our friend who's fantastic with 3d and we were going to be like oh well he'd be our guy but we never reached that point but yeah it's it was right. very hodgepodge just brute forcing there was this glitch where a skeleton's jaw would just be like crooked like this and I probably remember me like pulling my hair out, yeah, just yeah. being like, I can't fix this. His jaw is crooked. And it was like a keyframe thing. It was just, it sucked. It was driving me nuts. Yeah. Keyframes, man. They're oh, confusing. Boy. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I don't, I don't really do very much editing, but I, uh, I'm trying to do shitty, uh, videos. I do food review videos on, in my car. They're not good, but. They're even worse edited, but you know, a lot of times <laughs> I just, I just barely know what I'm doing, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's great. No one asks for it and no one likes it, but, um, so, so, okay. So where did, where did you get, where did you get the name skeleton realm? I think it's a great name. It's really evocative. Is that related to like the, your bands or anything, or was it kind of like, cause it kind of feels a little like a band name or something. So like, did that, like, where'd that come from even? It's there's a video called peaceful skeleton realm attacked by helicopter. And I just liked that <laughs> video a lot. I just really like that video really resonated with me on a deep level when I was 19 or whenever it, whenever it mm-hmm. was posted on YouTube. And it's got millions of views. It's got a lot more views than anything we've ever done. 
Uh, and it's and I, you know, it's based off of that. Yes, I stole the name. Yes, it's called Skeletron from someone else's video. But I just really like that video. And also, when I named the record label, you know, when we came up with this, it it was not serious. This was just such a joke. If I had to do it over again, I might think of a different. Yeah, thing. it's also I long. Just this Mimor TV just. It's you know. hard to make a a logo of such a long phrase, but, and um, yeah. but and also, but yeah, to our to our defense, yeah. it was we'd never intended on making funny 3d videos we were trying to be a local record label yeah. when we named it and but so. it is a video called peaceful i don't know if you've seen that it's a pretty popular no. video peaceful skeleton realm attacked by a helicopter it's basically all these skelly skeleton gifts like spinning in like a lava world and then a helicopter comes in and it's just these like really terrible cg explosions and it's like a 25 second video it was, oh, okay. I think I saw it on like Tumblr, like in high school, like way long ago. It was like an early, maybe it was like a 2007 type viral thing or something. I don't know. Mm. But it's from that. Yeah. And also, I don't know, you know, it's like when you do a username for something, uh, you know, you're not like, oh no, this is a, just this is a giant branding decision. I think like band right, names yeah. and stuff are like that. And so like a label is the same kind of thing where it's like, I'm not thinking about any of that stuff and you know names are names it's all it's all good yeah, but what kind worse. of yeah what kind of music do you guys or did you guys like is you, you know the same taste in music like what's i'm not a big music guy but i'm just curious because you know i don't know being in a band is pretty interesting um yeah similar tastes like i used to play i played in a couple different bands they're kind of post-punk style indie rock bands i played in a band called warehouse that was in atlanta and i played in a band called omni for a while that's also from atlanta um so post-punk type stuff the label was kind of a mixture of a lot of different stuff it was kind of just um just various local indie atlanta artists um i guess if you had to choose some like genre for our label it was kind of synth synth pop though because our main, a couple of the main bands, one of them, Breathers, we actually had Lee on, on one of our shows once the uh, from Breathers. Um, they're like a super awesome synth pop band from Atlanta. You should check them out. We did some of their music videos, but Sam is a keyboard guy. I'm a drummer. Sam is a keyboard player, a synth guy. He's very good. He can even do classical piano stuff. Uh, but Used so to, kinda, long time wow. ago. Yeah. It's kind of, I, I guess, cool. I guess I'm kind of more rock and roll. I'm kind of more <laughs> post punk style, and Sam's kind of more synthesizer guy. Doug can, Doug can sing and play guitar and compose and all that stuff too. Well, him up as, he, he was projects, more of a, a yeah. in your actual professional touring life, you were mostly drummer, but I yeah, mean, I was, on. yeah, I was a drummer. I was a hired gun drummer, but I also did solo stuff where I played everything. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like synth pop a lot, so maybe I'll we'll check those. Oh yeah, guys. Breather, yeah. Oh, definitely check out yeah, Breather. You're gonna love. Check it. out Fantasy Guys. You would really like Fantasy Guys. They're one of the old uh, um, groups on our. They're league. more chill, and they got a tropical swagger about yeah. them. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're great. So, you guys, do you guys like soda? Uh, uh, we're yeah. Uh, you might say uh, that we do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> you're a soda guy. I saw you wearing a Dr. I... Pepper shirt uh, on your Instagram <laughs> earlier. Yeah, no, uh, on this podcast, we're not going to do it uh, because usually we uh, don't do it when we have guests, but we we try soda on the show. Um, oh, nice. Wow. Ba- basically, our very first episode, um, I don't know, I was just on a tear because Mountain Dew Major Melon had just come out. And I was just like, I don't know why, but I was just obsessed with it and talking about it all the time. And uh, my Major friend Jeff, Melon? Yeah, Major Melon. It's melon, you know, watermelon flavored Mountain Dew, if you can believe wow. that. Wow. 
did pull Wait, I have a question for you as a sure. soda expert. <clears throat> we had some controversy in some of the comments <laughs> on our, on our water, our water sucks video. Now in that video, we're drinking uh, energy beverages. I'm drinking a monster ultra and Sam is drinking a Red Bull. Would you say that those are sodas? Would you say a, a carbonated energy drink is a soda? I mean, in a, in a, what do you call it? In like a, a classificational sense. Yeah, I think it's like, okay. I don't think, I don't, because it's like, you know, uh, Mountain Dew, it has caffeine. And if you added, I don't know, the vitamin B12 to that, I don't think it would make it less soda, right? But then at the end of the day, it's like, then you just change the dials a little bit and you got right. like an energy drink, right? So I, I think so. But, you know, like semantic, well, maybe not semantically, spiritually, I would say no <laughs> in the sense that, um, at least around here, I don't know what your guys' is, uh, you know, convenience stores are like, but um where where i am in in la area um the soda aisles the soda kind of fridges are shrinking and oh. like they used to be there'd be like maybe two kind of uh fridges for soda and then you know get into beer and other stuff and now it's like you get like about one and there's like two to three whole like uh you know shelves or whatever like fridges that are just like energy drink it's like yeah, you yeah. get 12 like different kinds of bang and you only get like two kinds of mountain dew and i'm like a soda guy i'm not like a big oh. energy drink guy so i'm like come on man i can't get yeah. my weird niche flavors of soda anymore i can't get like dr pepper dark berry because you know you need the sixth and seventh kind of like bang energy drink but it's yeah. interesting it makes me think like i guess those are really doing well i don't know you know i think so i think there's a craze with the energy drinks yeah. i was i my my where i come down on this issue is i think it's like not all sodas are energy energy drinks, but all energy drinks are sodas. It's like a square uh, rectangle type thing. That's where I would come down. But we had a lot of haters in the comments going, those aren't sodas. Those aren't sodas. Those aren't sodas. Yeah. And I mean, they're they're soda carbonated. Sure. But and are they are they colas? No, they're no, not colas. They're not a cola, but it's um, to your point. We never I said think, they were. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, to your point, the, the growth of that that sec sector of the industry that's going to lead credence to them being adopted as sodas. I think popular culture is going to prove, as history is going to prove, it's going to say these are sodas, and we're going to be right about that. Yeah. One, so. What do you think the uh, what was the ad ad campaign like on Major Melon? Because I'm thinking of a big general, uh, like a, a melon. Head. Yeah, like a, a a lieutenant or yeah, yeah, General Melon. Is that what it was? I don't know. That was what it was. Like well, I mean, I, was, <laughs> I didn't wow. see any ads, but like the the picture, Major, Kevin lieutenant. might be looking for one. But yeah, the picture on the bottle was this an angry looking watermelon that had you know a classic <laughs> okay. like gi soldier helmet and wow. uh it yeah so it, it was really good my when i was talking to about to my co-host jeff he was you know he made a joke about that and i was like no look and i held up the, <laughs> the thing and it's like that's it's the joke you made but it's actually that's that's what it is yeah. uh but yeah if i, I don't know you know been, if, if i would have been in charge of the advertising for that i would have taken a watermelon and I would have put the insignia, the metal gold insignia for a major. I would have stuck it on that watermelon and I would have put it in a slick studio and I just would have blown it up. That would have been my. Oh, idea. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you could have re restaged the full metal jacket sequence, but he's yeah. uh, he's shooting the uh, the major melon while he's I think he was on the toilet or something in, the, oh, in yeah, that yeah. scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I just, uh, I don't know. You know, people like to, they like to put food into boxes and argue about it. And it's like, that's not what the box <laughs> is for, man. They're not supposed to, like, make it so everybody's wrong. They're supposed to, like, help understand the world, you know? And it's like, yeah, it's a soda. It's carbonated 
got soda water i mean what, what are we what are we doing here are we trying to are we because that's the, i don't know you know like there's the famous hot dog sandwich thing it's like i think that's oh, more yeah. about people want to just tell other people they're wrong yeah than, than anything else you know and, and, know and you're right you know food is supposed to bring us together food and beverage should be bringing us together not tearing us apart especially this time of year when food often does that's just that thanksgiving exactly i know what what bigger waste of uh waste of life and and energy could it be than to argue over the food rather than sit around and make love through conversation <laughs> exactly yeah that's what i like to do in thanksgiving is just make love to my grandma in conversation you know yes of course but uh do you guys like thanksgiving uh you know i like the food but i don't you know i here's something yeah. about me i don't talk to like my family like at all like i'm kind of really? I'm not cut off per se, but I kind of, I don't know. I just don't, where, I'm a fucked up guy. Um, but where are you, you know. originally from? Are you from LA? Yeah. The general area. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in a, in a, in a town that's like maybe 30 hours without traffic or 30 minutes without traffic away from LA. <laughs> 30 hours is Atlanta. I think from LA. Yeah. Uh, and 30 hours is just a very understandable yeah, <laughs> like distance yeah. from a place. It makes yeah. perfect sense to refer to a place. <laughs> oh, it's just 30 hours away. 30 hours by ship. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. But, go ahead uh, we love thanksgiving that's that's the absolute answer it. i didn't mean to cut you off uh no 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 um but we we're doing uh the this wednesday we're doing a special we do a special as in a themed uh break of format every 10 episodes so this wednesday will be episode 30 however the following episode will be our thanksgiving, thanksgiving episode the day before thanksgiving when everyone else is you know, going out of town and they're all the other streams are putting up their little be back soon signs. We're going to be there streaming exactly <laughs> at 8 p.m. on Wednesdays, as we right. always do. And it's going to be a Thanksgiving special. We're going to have a lot of food, um, costume and excitement and decorations that um, spent all our Patreon. So I'm money. hoping what my what my uh, hopes are for that is that a lot of people will be at home with their family probably the day before Thanksgiving. And I'm hoping you guys click that on in the living room. Show mom and dad, show grandma and grandpa, show uncle and aunt. Click that sucker on and say, look at this. I've been watching this. Look at this. And you can expose your families to our content. That would be tons of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and what, you know, if you're, <laughs> if politics comes up at the dinner to start just arguments, you know, just, just click on, click on the old remote, put on skeleton realm. And I think, I think it'll bring everyone a lot closer together probably, you know, and they'll oh, remember the reason for the season. It'll get the room real quiet, and that's what you want. You want to <laughs> click this on, everybody's going to go silent, and they're going to get pale. They're going to go pale. Oh, all yeah. Of, yeah. Ears are going to perk up. You're going to be able to hear their, their food digesting <laughs> yeah, in their body, yeah. all, everyone after the meal. Yeah. Or rumbling if it's before the meal. And I say you do it throughout oh. the meal before and after and throughout the meal. Keep everyone quiet. And they can call. have your grandma just join a Discord and call in. Yeah. Yum. Yeah, so can you join the Discord without the Patreon, or is that a Patreon yes. benefit? No, you can join without Patreon. Uh, if you're in the Patreon, you get some Discord perks. There's a private channel for the highest uh, Patreon, and then, you you know, we have little... You, you, the color of your name changes yep. if you get mm -hmm. on different levels. But, uh, no, you can join the Discord, and uh, it's a lot of fun. We chat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 
then you got a nice chat in the the youtube you have some um, on your live show you have some some nice back and forth and you do polls and stuff but uh i don't know man i i just want to talk about food more i'm a big fat guy i love fucking food <laughs> um but is there anything like is there anything thanksgiving style that's like pr- pr- uh, traditional in your family is something that's like you're you're like looking forward to or something you don't like you know I, either way I, I just love thanksgiving food so much i'm just thinking about it I well in my family we do a classic mac and cheese. We do a classic southern style nice. mac and cheese. I'm from yes. the south, so we have a lot of that classic southern style stuff. Um, and actually, I don't know if you saw in a couple episodes ago, we talked about somebody called a group called Hammers. Oh and, yes, uh, these are people who exclusively eat ham on Thanksgiving. Well, there's a bit of truth to that. Uh, there's a hundred. It's a hundred percent true all of that. But I will say also. If I'm going out of character, I love to eat ham and I basically exclusively eat ham on Thanksgiving. I'm not a turkey person. I don't like how dry that stuff is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just so dry. I never understand when you roll up to Thanksgiving and they've got a bird that's the size of a freaking truck sitting on the plate there. And you start tearing into it, and it's like you're eating wood chips. It's it's, (laughs) You know what the response? Everyone's response is, oh, well, you got to... You got to smoke it on and brine it. Yeah, you got to brine okay. it for 24 days. You got to smoke it for another 24 days. Then you got to uh, cover it. You yeah, know. Or or I just go classic style. I got a honey baked ham. I, I pop it in the oven and that sucker is wet when Bingo. it comes out. And you get some spicy mustard, <laughs> spicy and you mustard. and you can rip off the uh, the ham. First off, the ham is often sliced already. You can just pull That's it right. off. Spiral cut. So, spiral cut. Spiral cut. Exactly. The, one of the greatest inventions of um, American history. Instead of best thing since sliced bread, they should say best thing since a spiral cut honey baked ham <laughs> right. fresh out of the oven. That should be the phrase. Easier to remember. Yeah, and the, you dip to, yeah. you dip it in spicy mustard, and you eat it. And then the turkey. I did get a turkey from some famous Decatur. We're in Atlanta. That's been mentioned already, but yeah. Decatur, your neck of the woods, yeah. got a turkey last year. Just bought it because my family's coming and I didn't want to cook it, and um, that was smoked. It, it it was basically when people say, "Oh, you got to try turkey this way." That was it. Mm. Guess what? Not as good as ham. Yeah, Case I agree. Closed. Where do you? Fall I agree, hundred percent. I agree, hundred percent. When you were talking about the hammers, I was getting a little worried, like on the show, because I was yeah. like, I really like a ham, and and okay, so I have done the brine, the twenty four hour brine doesn't help it doesn't it doesn't save it doesn't save the turkey i think smoking does actually make it like i i see why people can eat this and i've had yeah yeah, and i've had one time a fried turkey and i think fried turkey works pretty well but it's just the base flavor of a turkey just i don't think it compares to like a a honey baked ham i don't know there's just like it's just it's bursting with flavor you know and like you say it's just sopping wet well it's wet the source of it it i mean the turkey's like the leanest bird in the book. <laughs> right. Like, why don't we yes. get a goose? I think a and goose is a fattest hog on the ranch. I know. Come on. I mean, it's just the, <laughs> there's no contest. We should get, we should get, uh, we should be eating ducks for small families yes. or geese yes. for big families. Cause those are some of the fattiest birds and uh, get the turkey out of your mind. Let it roam. Know. It's 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 big turkey. It's the big turkey industry has tricked us. Into it's dieting. It's all this all their money. health stuff. Well, I don't know. I mean, they've been doing. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, ever since the old say, days. You know, one of the remedies a lot of people would say is I can hear the haters typing away right now. They're uh, saying pour gravy all over it. Pour gravy. Well, I, to me, it doesn't even help because what you're doing with pouring gravy all over a dry turkey, then I just have dry turkey bits covered in gravy. Yeah, that doesn't poor, change the meat itself. Talk about poor yeah. gravy. I say, oh, no, what poor gravy to be yeah. lathered all over this <laughs> turkey. Good. You That's should. Put, I know. Isn't it good? Yeah. And uh, why don't you take a Hawaiian roll 
and Ooh. rip it in half and you throw shredded i mean leftover turkey is special like the next day it is a little bit better but you're gonna need mayonnaise you're gonna need gravy you're gonna need a lot of things to right. to, mm-hmm. to fix it you're all you're doing is fixing turkey the process cooking should yes. not be an act of fixing <laughs> yes should not be right repair. you're not saving it yeah, yeah it's like no let's start start with something good and i know like i don't know you see the turkey legs at like disneyland and like renaissance fairs and stuff all that's because like it's really cheap and they can charge like an obscene amount of money so i wager yeah. that perhaps that turkeys in general are like that just in mass it's like mm. we could sell this for like 40 50 bucks and it's like it costs us like five bucks to get a turkey like this you know and so maybe right. it's just like you got to have the turkey and it's like, you know, it's a whole marketing thing. I, I don't fucking know. When you, drive, when you drive around our neck of the woods, when you drive from Atlanta to Tennessee, you're going to see turkeys wandering around aimlessly. All and the they're time. free. Yeah. They're free. Yeah. Right. I, they're nobody's turkeys. They're wild. And so they're sovereign citizens, they grow. They, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't have driver's license. You can kidnap them if you want, but yeah. uh, mm-hmm. they're that easy to get. Now, they're, yeah. they're that unwanted. They're that undesirable. Yeah. Right, no one will notice if if they're gone. You know, you're never going right. to see no. a pig roaming around without an owner. Someone's going to be. You're going to see. Gonna a, be on a leash. You're going to see yeah. someone uh, stapling lost pig signs all over Absolutely. the place, That's not right. the yeah. other way. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we we do a show or we do a segment on the show that's called um, what the fuck is this segment called? It's uh, what's Kevin's deal? You got the what's Kevin's deal music, Kevin? Ooh, I didn't. Nice. I didn't set this up. <laughs> All right, and as always, our music is done by Gastonade. Um, but Kevin is an international man of mystery. I mean, you could tell. I don't know if you're in gallery view, but if you are, you could see him up there. Can't get a read on him. Um, he's actually a really interesting guy, and maybe that's a clue. But um, you know, uh, a lot of times he'll say stuff. He texted me just to the uh, today or the other day. I don't know which. About he was at a freaking place. There was there was Skeksis all over the place. I'm like, Kevin, you, you, you're fucking lying. Like, he texts me shit that, like, I know it's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. But if I didn't know that, I would just be like, Kevin, you're just lying. You're just bullshitting. Um, but he's a hard guy to pin down. And so we like to have the guests try and guess what Kevin's deal is just by looking at him. I, you know, he's mm. said a couple things mm. during the show. You probably have a good read on, <laughs> on his personality, his uh, vibe, mm. his background. And so we just kind of take turns guessing what Kevin's deal is. If you need some time or you don't know exactly how it works, I could go first. Uh, yeah, why don't you go first? Okay. So, Kevin, is your deal um, that you've like always wanted to be a roadie for like a, a big traveling rock band? I mean, that was a career path I had considered at, at some point, yes. But that's not Holy really like, my, shit. my goal in life. Like, I, you know, I went to school for audio engineering. So mm-hmm. that was definitely like one of the options I was I was given, but I kind of felt that that wasn't really my thing. But you, okay. You're close though; you're very close on that. Yeah. One. So, so our guests, you don't know this, but whenever we play this game, I do a really bad job. Like I never. Oh wow! This is one of the best the best guesses I've ever had. I think so. How wow. do the, that, how do the guests usually do? They honestly, and no pressure because it doesn't matter, but they honestly are surprisingly insightful. Like they've they they tend to get closer than me but it sounds I like i, I did a pretty more. good job i wish yes. i could see sort of i wish i could see his entire outfit i wish i could see his bedroom i wish i could but i get yeah. it i get it i have to go off just okay well wait wait wait. like kevin yeah. give us a twirl you know uh, do a backflip okay. 
I, I am wearing a shirt I bought at the Los Angeles airport yesterday. Okay. Actually, this morning. I was in LAX this morning and spilled on my shirt, so I had to buy a new shirt. Hmm. Clumsy. Okay, so I don't think that you're from LA. No. No. You're, I think you're from... I want to say that you're from Florida. No. Ah! Damn. I, I will, okay, you play guitar, though. That's obvious, right? No. Ah! Damn. Hmm. Sam, what do you think? Uh, well, the audio. Re- are you from Missouri? First off, close. I grew up in Nebraska. Oh, I was gonna. I was actually so, gonna say Nebraska. I get oh, partial right. credit there. Wow. Okay, Damn. that counts. Um, you see, well, this is what I mean. It's uh, I would never have guessed any of this. Have you ever Have you ever uh, purchased and um, constructed a homebrew harpsichord kit where you build your own homebrew harpsichord <laughs> out of balsa wood? <laughs> no, no, I, I I can't say that I have. That's a mm-hmm. great guess, though. That seems I like something that, I would do. I yeah, I was going to say that seems is like Is that a real thing? Do. No, I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> they should. In the mind of Sam Wagstaff. I think <laughs> that you really are you're like you're particularly into coffee. Hmm. Mm, I, I not really. <laughs> I'm not I'm I'm doing bad. Miss Doug is missing. Yeah. Well, you, it's a I, hard game. Let's be real. Is. It's like it it's is. a really crazy ask, but Well, and he's not, you know, if you had somebody here who had like you know, red lights flashing all over them. That's gave me more, but he's, he's, you know, he's just, an average, he's a chameleon. He's a good looking he guy. This, he has this very weird thing behind him. I don't, I don't even yeah, know what that I is. Was, yeah. I was wondering, I think that's, uh, it looks like he has a, I think that's like a, a security feed to seventies game show or something. All this. <laughs> it's like <laughs> one of those like old school, like you saw like in a train station with the little flip letters that would yeah, flip yeah. down. To sh- it's one of those just displaying colors right now, but yes, it's, is that hooked up to a Raspberry Pi or something? Yes, it is. <laughs> ah, Holy shit. We got the deal, baby. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking Raspberry Pi guy. Like, that's that's a very specific kind of guy. He's also, to be. he's got sort of some interesting sort of off-brand microphones going on, too. We oh, see yeah. one in the back there. It's red. And then we see the one he's using is a little different, too. It's got oh, red insides. You don't. It so has human guts on let, the inside. This is, this is another guess. <laughs> I'm thinking Kevin loves to get good deals on microphones, so he's going after some of the lesser-known brands. See that? That's an organic. Now, this is a Shure. This is like the, oh, the Elvis. Gosh. This is like the Elvis microphone, you know, where he would like... That's a Shure? Into it. Yep. Wow. So that's cost wow. a pretty penny, so we're going to say Kevin's a microphone collector. He's an Elvis fan too. <laughs> yeah. I'd say Elvis. You're, Elvis. If I Kevin's drink. a gear guy for sure. He's one of these gear guys. Yeah. What's your What's your mic that you're talking into now, Kevin? Oh, it's a Rody USB. I mean, not USB, but it's a cheapy nothing. It's a cheapy I cheap nothing. I, I I had I was using this one here before when we first started, but it's so heavy I just kept knocking it over. It's, it must weigh five oh. pounds. It looks insane. So I, I kept th- knocking it over, and it was kind of pricey. So I figured I wouldn't destroy it. Yeah, I thought that it was probably just generating too many comments, and you're like, I don't want to be the center of attention. Then you'd find out my deal. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for the the what's kevin's deal i think we got some interesting insights i don't know you know it's a weird like i've said before it's not a good show our segments are bad we don't we don't duel it's just nonsense it's not great um but you know that is what we're doing i don't i don't know i don't know man i used to do harmontown the podcast and it just uh it didn't require too much effort and so I've just kind of gone with like not doing very much effort. And so I just kind of show up and I don't plan and it's not, it's not great. Uh, but you know, what is great 
is Skeleton Realm. Check them out Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but that's that's mostly that's that's basically our time. We're not like we don't have to get out of here right this second. So, uh, you want to talk us through how to how to join your stuff, how to find you online? You know what what kind of stuff you you want from them, and 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 join their Patreon. I mean, I think I don't know. We get people on that try a lot harder than I do that actually do good stuff. And I think our audience responds to that. You know, I think they're, they're looking, you know, you watch this show and you end up starving for quality. And I think, you know, (laughs) hopefully guests can actually deliver that. And I I hope people check them out. You know, their videos, it's, it's it's really like, I don't know. I feel like I was kind of overselling it almost, but it's just really funny. Like I just, I found it very unique. It's like, uh, like a breath of fresh air especially on TikTok, where it's like a lot of stuff it's not low effort or anything on TikTok. like it's not like people are trying really hard but it's not like i don't know it's not that you're like holy shit like what is this which is kind of the reaction i had to skeleton realm so yeah but uh, yeah so so talk us talk us through what's what what it is what's up yeah so uh like you said we have a patreon that you can join uh we do a free uh once a week uh hour-long live stream on wednesdays at eight on our youtube channel which is just skeleton realm live and then we do an additional hour uh if you get on the patreon it's more of a podcast it's kind of more uh uh, off the cuff we kind of just chat for an hour but we still you know we're, we're silly if you like the live stream you'll love the podcast too so that's on our patreon uh you can follow us on tiktok that's skeleton realm you can follow us on instagram skeleton realm you can follow us on twitter guess what it's also skeleton realm and uh you can go to our website it's called skellypedia.org and it's an entire wikipedia style website that's devoted <laughs> to everything we've ever made and that's real. Go to skellypedia.org and that's kind of fun. So it will seem like it's loading for a long time. Yeah. And it's not a website, it's but slow. give it, I'm so, just give it 10, 15 seconds. That but sucker's it, going to go. It's a real well. wiki page that has dozens of articles on it. So that's, think, and if you, the the, if you subscribe to the top tier Patreon, I make an article for you on Skellypedia. So that's really fun. That's true. Oh, nice. So, Are they Orbsman? Do they have articles? They I do. I think I have an Orbsman one yet, but we've got we need to catch yet. up on late. Larry's the Larry lore assassination of Larry has articles, but we need to fill out that there's there's only a several dozen of articles right now, but uh, we need to fill that out some more. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah, uh, the discord is where the community really lives. So join our discord. Uh, You can click a link to that in any of our YouTube videos. And uh, we just chat in there all through the week and we have a lot of fun. So Discord's kind of where the is, is 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 where the community lives. So awesome and you know me i have a patreon whatever don't worry about it check out the country style rib sandwich from arby's you know we haven't really talked about it but people people like the fucking mcrib but the mcrib is bullshit uh and i'm not saying that to be contrary or whatever it's just you have this country style rib sandwich from arby's and you're like holy shit i've been eating the mcrib when this is a thing that exists what is wrong with me it's really I would describe it as life-changing because you won't believe fast food can deliver an experience like this. Uh, Arby's, we have the meats. Um, And as always, we like to end the show the same way every week. So as always, goodbye.